Welcome back to Impressional Minds, the podcast where we're carrying ignorance one show at a time. It's your host who keeps it really the most, Naze, and we are here with yet another lively discussion. And today, I bring you episode 10. Um, yeah, it's the 10th episode. I feel like it's something special. Um, it really isn't anything special to me as of right now because I have a lot of things to do today. So I'm sorry if this one's like brief or this one's like cut short. I'm just rushing and I got to get a whole bunch of stuff done today. But um, it's pretty, it's, it's been a pretty good run, you know, 10th episode. I feel like we should do something crazy special and we're almost near um, 400 plays. So I feel like, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to give y'all this episode though. Let me stop stalling. Um, What was I about to say? Yeah. Um, I should be like episode 20 or 30 by now, but I'm very inconsistent and I told you I'm going to try and be more consistent. So hopefully this drops as of this day or the next day. I don't know when I'll have it edited, but by the time you're hearing this, hopefully it's at a decent time where everything is current because I won't be here next week. So you guys will not be getting the episode next week. Um, I won't be back until after July 4th, but who needs timestamps when you're doing podcast episodes? So let's dive straight into it. I don't have any warm-ups for today or anything heating it up. So we're just gonna go straight to the fire with some uh, video game news and updates, the GG segment. And one thing I can say, um, one game that I have been playing now that I'm kind of getting back into gaming, um, I got Crash Team Racing on a Nintendo Switch because um, I'm gonna be going somewhere on vacation and uh, kind of wanted to play on vacation just like with a whole bunch of other games that are uh, coming out and finally the switch is being supported by third-party games so i can play some more games on the switch yay um crash team racing is a really good kart racing game i know sonic team is it team sonic i don't care that game isn't good um but uh crash team racing came out last friday i believe and it's starting prices at 40 dollars so it's pretty cheap and it's a, it's a still um it came out i believe it's on xbox playstation 4 and switch and in mobile and handheld mode um the graphics are not that good but when it's docked they're pretty good i've seen it i've seen gameplay on the playstation 4 it looks amazing like it looks really good textures everything they use graphics really high scale for a, a kart racing game um now where does it stack up to mario kart I don't at this moment I can't tell you because Mario Kart is just classic um you got the Nintendo mascot on there and I've been playing Mario Kart since probably what DS GameCube days like uh, probably even before that um uh, yeah I played that did I play that on a I don't know if I played that on a 64 or not I don't know but Definitely. Or was that Super Nintendo? I don't know. I doubt it was a 64. I'm going to edit that out just because I don't know what I'm talking about. Um. Anyways, but yeah, Mario Kart has just been a staple in the kart racing uh, community. You know, the racing community, period. Mario Kart is just the game to go to for that. Uh, you having people over, you want to race, so let's play Mario Kart. That's how it was uh, when I was younger. And I've never played, well, I'm not, I take that back. I have played Crash Team Racing before, but it was, uh, I believe it was the second one, whichever one was on the Game Boy, I played that one. And just like this one is, it was very hard. 
like think of playing this as a kid it's it's crazy like it's crazy challenging like i remember sometimes like i would just play it and be like i cannot beat this level i cannot get past this everybody is beating me um the ai is ruthless on that game and that's just how it is um i, I like it though it, it, it gets a it gives you a challenge i know mario kart i don't usually play on the highest difficulty i probably should but it's like really easy to just breeze through and just passively play but this one you got to be on your a game there's a a power slide mode um mechanic that uh when you drift you have to tap another button to boost a little bit with the power slide and um you have that and then you have to watch out for a whole bunch of enemies projectiles being thrown at you um they could drop certain things that may stop you objects that stop you or rockets and other stuff it's not as like crazy as mario's um what do you call them all the stuff that you can collect on there and all the items on there but they're just as they're just as brutal and the ai is just ruthless that's really all you got to beat is the ai and no and play smart know what you're doing um i know there's secret um shortcuts in certain maps and you can basically learn everything about the game through the different modes and learn how to get better and that's one thing i like about it it brings a challenge and you actually want to get better at this kart racing game like you're like it's a kart racer this is easy but you know they threw it they throw a wrench at you and it's uh it's pretty entertaining like i've been playing that probably all week as of right now so i recommend it i think it's a really good racing game not only that but i think it's a good kart racing game and it may give mario a run for his money you know um they may actually have some competition in there um and by the way nintendo put um put crash bandicoot and smash please thank you thank you <laughs> uh, moving on uh i found out some news about this new lego star wars game on uh, the skywalker saga um apparently i know i'm explaining gameplay to you guys you don't want to hear gameplay you want to physically see it and judge for yourselves but some news that i've heard about it is um they're going to fix the camera angles so like it'll be a good I believe a 360 a 360 degree camera angle so like it'll spin around and be along with you other than the camera was just really weird on those lego games the earlier ones it was really weird and i i heard there's like going to be a better split screen hopefully that and um when you're a jedi and you have a lightsaber um i, I heard like there's going to be better combat like it's not just going to be uh beat him up until he dies or breaks into lego pieces it's going to be more of a more of a like a tactic to it um uh, there's gonna be a slight curve to it, a combat system to it um i know there's gonna be i think they said like heavy attacks mids and light attacks with it and then you're gonna be able to use the force on pretty much um all objects and people um and you can do jedi mind tricks on a couple people other than some characters hopefully Hopefully they go that deep into the um, lore that uh, you can't do Jedi mind tracks on a couple people. And what else did I hear? Um, they're, they're talking about a mechanic or putting something in there to where a feature. I mean, they're talking about putting a feature in there to where they're going to have a full voice cast. And um, they will be talking probably throughout the, dur the duration of the game. But they're saying they you may be able to turn it off. And I think that'd be kind of cool um because it's just a, a homage to uh the old lego star wars games and how they started out 
I think it was weird when they start talking anyway. It kind of took away from the uh, the feel of the games, and they start spending like money on uh, these voice casts and not as much on the game anymore. And it was just like movie Lego games now, and they're not as good as they were. Um, heard something else. Oh yeah, they said something about uh, if you're say you're like Chewbacca or you have or you're a clone trooper you have a gun they said uh it's gonna be like an over the shoulder uh camera angle so like uh, you don't have to aim with a target anymore or like it'll just uh go towards them or it'll be a better aiming system with that so it sounds like a, a full in-depth like star wars game now more than just a lego game and it sounds really really good and i don't know how much it's gonna run hopefully it runs at like 60 60 dollars I think it would. I don't think they would charge you extra. I don't know why I'm thinking that. But um hopefully it comes out um at a decent time. I looked on Amazon and it said December 31st, 2020. I don't believe that because the movie comes out 2019 in December. I hopefully it comes out like early 2020. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I just I'm just repeating what I saw on Amazon. And then they said you could um they said you're going to be able to pilot a star destroyer i believe if i'm saying the right shit sorry if i'm not don't 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 aim fire at me please uh, i'm just re i'm just trying to think off the top of my head i think they say you could pilot a star destroyer and then so you could like let ships get in there and stop and fly out of there and they're also saying that it's going to be open world so you could go to different worlds you don't have to stay in like the stations and just do missions and I heard that you're gonna get the option to, um, do you wanna continue the mission or do you just wanna stay on that planet and just do whatever you want? So this definitely sounds like a dope concept for not only a Lego game, but just a Star Wars game in general. And I'm happy to hear that they're changing up the formula and going this in depth into uh, just a Lego game. Cause I know people think like Lego games are um, lame but I really don't care. I've been playing these games since I was a kid and just like remastering these games or like revisiting or recreating, reimagining. It's just fun to like play these things that are nostalgic to you. Uh, these things that like give you these little, little trinkets of your childhood that was great and just execute them correctly. Um, we've seen it with tons of games that have came out, Crash Team Racing, uh, smash bros the latest installment of smash bros mario kart like these are all games we've played before why did we buy them again because they're new because we used to play this game all the time um just like uh mario and sonic at the olympics uh, i know a lot of people think that game is lame but i played that all the time on the ds i remember i played that game the whole summer i think that was the only game i played the whole summer on my ds i don't really care man like i was like this is just stuff that I liked as a kid, so why not keep playing it? You know, just to get your mind off life, because life is brutal, you know? So, you know, just go back to those days where everything was easy and you were a kid again and you were just innocent. Now everybody's just on the internet and just spewing hate and being evil. So, why not, you know, play some games that you like and be the person you want to be deep down and not put on the front? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> went somewhere totally different with that. Um, And recently I've seen some more segueing into Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I've seen some more gameplay of it. I don't know if I'm, still don't know if I'm gonna buy it. I'm, 
why did I say that? I'm going to buy it, but I don't know if I'm like totally enthused about the game. I'm just going to buy it and just to play it. But I did hear that um the enemy scoring, like uh, the damage, I heard you might be able to take the damage or you will be able to take the damage off the screen. I didn't finish the video uh, explaining all the different things about the game, but I will say if they're like changing some of the stuff I don't like about the game or allowing you to turn them off then they have my vote and i want to get more into this game i really wish they, i really wish they would fix that camera angle though i hope i hope i hope but that's all the news i have about that game um avengers the moving on to this avengers game is i don't know if it's called avengers or avengers a day either one um I'm hearing more about it. They said that you will be able to change the costumes for all the people that hated the costumes for different characters. Um, and I've heard more about gameplay. Everybody says different things about the gameplay. They said the trailer, what you saw was gameplay. Other people said it was just a cinematic, it's real just cinematic gameplay or just um, quick time events. And it's not really real gameplay that was in the trailer. Um, some people say it looks really good. Some people say it looks weird and it looks like graphically just bad. I think, I mean, I don't really have a problem with the design of the characters. It's just like they, whatever engine, whatever engine they're using, like they don't look human. Like they look like video game characters. Like they almost look like Sim characters to me. I'm just being honest. Um, I'm probably being too brutal on it. They don't look that bad, but it's like, it's like they just don't look like they just don't look like humans like they don't look like these marvel characters that we've seen before i know the movies i really don't care about the movies but they just don't sell me on the look you know because marvel ultimate alliance all those characters look like what they look like whether it looks like a mobile game or not they look like that character but this one it's like it's a totally different it's like they just look like random people to me they're just dressed up in costumes like that's kind of what it looks like but i'm not really worried too much about that i'm really worried about the game and how it plays to be honest with you because we're not going to be talking about how people look in video games 10 or 20 years from now that's not going to matter only thing that's going to matter is was the game good and the gameplay now hank pym he looks terrible he looks like a suburban dad that has four kids and like goes to work at a car dealership he looks horrible he looks sickly I don't know why they did that to Hank Pym, but hey, Ant-Man fans, I feel for y'all. They totally messed that up. But I'm just, it's just really strange to me. Nobody's really talking about it. Like they just feel insecure. I think they feel insecure about their game. Like they show gameplay behind closed doors, but they will not show the public gameplay. I find that very strange if you want to sell a game. You want everybody to pre-order it and have beta access on the on, for playstation users but you don't want to show gameplay i do not understand that it's very very weird um the other developers are talking about it's the greatest game it's the most ambitious game uh, it's going to be great it's the best thing we've worked on but yet you don't want to show gameplay um and apparently it's in pre-alpha so everybody a lot of other games showed gameplay uh, i know cyberpunk has showed gameplay they've been working on that game for like six years um, they've showed gameplay, whether it's going to be uh, final or not, they've showed gameplay. I know Star Wars, 
Jedi Fallen Order, they've shown gameplay, tons of gameplay. They got like 30 minutes of gameplay out now, an extended cut of it. So like, where is your guys' gameplay? You've been working on this game for over two years and we just got a trailer that we should have got last year. And yet again, we're not getting gameplay. So like, you're kind of depriving the fans of like, what they want to see for this product. Like, you can't get people to buy a product if you haven't shown them enough of it or shown them what it can actually do. And I feel like that's one thing that's like just a disconnect between the developers of this game and the fans. They're all like, where's the gameplay at? That's all we want to see right now is gameplay, but they don't want to show you gameplay. They just want you to pre-order the game. Um, and it seemed like they were trying to like close out their press tour right after E3. Um, I looked on their Instagram and they're like, uh, we'll be back soon or more details soon. And I'm like, nah, y'all gotta, keep running press on this game because we're going to forget about it again like we're going to talk about it and then forget about it and then it'll be like oh it's about to come out so like don't drop a trailer the month of like 2k does every year and make it just be like oh this is what you guys get i don't i don't really want that and then they're talking about these loot boxes quote unquote that's going to be in the game and it, it just and then they're talking about the games as a service it sounds like anthem and destiny just without like weapons and your heroes i don't i don't like the uh tune of that but you know more more to come you know we'll, we'll see what happens with it and recently real brief um i saw a trailer while i was playing 2k or i saw an ad anybody else uh see ads in 2k now that's that's trash i don't know why we're seeing ads in 2k uh 2k has reached a new low man uh, three dollars. I bought it on the Switch for like one dollar. I gave it away to GameStop just so I could get Crash Team Racing. You know, 2K's reached a new low. Hopefully, 2K20 can come back and redeem itself. <laughs> kind of like the VC, you gotta redeem all the time. But I don't, I don't know, man. Hopefully, it's good. Um, I'm not putting my faith in a 2K game because I know how 2K gets and how greedy they can be. But we'll see. Uh, that's all I can give you. That's all I can give you. And done with the video game news. We're going to move over to full screen. Weekly entertainment news. I'm going to call it full screen now. I don't want to call it on screen. I think on screen sounds, I don't know. It's not as uh, marketable or as of, it just doesn't roll off the tongue right. Full screen kind of runs rolls off the tongue right. Talking about TV, entertainment, movies, shows. You know, full screen. You watch stuff in full screen. Anyways, um, what was I about to say? Yeah, we don't have. I don't have any hit, hit or miss or quick news segments this week. So just diving straight into full screen. That's what we're gonna call it now. Um, recently I seen Toy Story 4. Um, I will be getting into spoilers, but I will alert you when I go too far and uh, before I go to spoilers just so we could talk about it and give it get it over with you know i didn't just want to do an overview because it's kind of hard to talk about it and not spoil it so let's get straight into it um toy story it starts off um real bittersweet like really really bittersweet um oh tuh. sorry i'm about to get into spoilers now so like past this part you know what this is just a spoiler review i can't give y'all a review and then, yes, I can. I can give y'all a review. Okay, so before I get into spoilers, I'm sorry. I'm playing with y'all emotions right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, 
basically this movie um if you like three uh, you might like this one if you're a huge fan of toy story i think you'll like this movie i, I think a lot of people like toy story all the way through i don't think anybody has like a huge problem with how they did some of the characters or how the villains are i don't know why you would have a problem with that because when you watched it hopefully you were a kid and didn't care oh this oh lots of those motives i don't think they were really right for um the movie like i don't we weren't breaking down these movies when we were kids so hopefully it wasn't that big of a deal to you um i know a lot of people are judging it um like the past two and three like they're like oh the villains are the same but it's like come on now we're children watch this movie i don't think they should have like a complex character like a eric killmonger or uh or a thanos <laughs> like i think they should just like i mean it's okay if they're one-dimensional villains i mean kids can't comprehend um antagonists like that anyway as kids and who cares like they're evil that's all they have to be is evil like they just have to be bad and like just be a bad person and a jerk to everybody that's all a villain is the kids that's all we need um but basically uh i think it was a good movie um a lot of people are saying that it is you know toy story 3 was the final chapter and this is sort of toy story 4 is kind of like the epilogue and i agree um it didn't need to happen they didn't have to make a fourth one but it was it was worth it like it was a good watch it was a uh, it was pretty emotional so uh you know, go in there with some tissues if you're a huge Toy Story fan, or you just cry easily at movies because they easily connect with you, um, or just bring your hand tissues or a sleeve. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Just use your hand or your sleeves. It's pretty. It gets. You know, it it tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. Not gonna lie, um, it's funny. Um, I found myself. Why did I say I found myself laughing? I laugh. It was a good movie you know and they had good jokes in there so i laughed it's not like i'm it's a hard i'm a hard person to make laugh like it was, it was pretty good and i'm yeah trust me i know what's funny and what's not funny it was pretty the jokes were hitting um they had keen pill in there and surprisingly they had keanu reeves in there i didn't know he was in there but he was in there he played duke duke kaboom yeah his jokes was pretty funny uh keen pills was funny um I'm not gonna like dive in a straight dive straight into how each character acted, but uh, you know, it's mainly focusing on Bo Peep and Woody and Forky, and I'm saying that without spoiling anything. Um, and what I really like, the only thing I didn't like was Buzz wasn't in the Buzz Lightyear wasn't in the forefront anymore. He was sort of like a side character. Him and Jesse are like side characters. And the whole Toy Story gang that Andy had, they're side characters now. Um, it's okay to have them as side characters. But I wanted to see, you know, it's an epic conclusion. It's a final conclusion. I kind of wanted to see him wrap it up in a better way than how they did it. How they executed it. Um, I kind of wanted to, like, you know those moments in Endgame that um, you just... Are like oh wow this is their this is their whatever you know this is this is that scene this is such and such scene you know i just kind of wanted to see you know kind of like a at the end of snl when everybody gets together and there's like yeah this is this is it guys this is the end of the episode kind of like yeah this is the end of our franchise you know i kind of wanted to see that i was waiting for that moment 
um but it really didn't happen it just boom they just dropped the bomb on you boom movie ends <laughs> it's 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 not anticlimactic, but it's not as climatic as you would think it is. And in this movie, one thing I didn't like in character, like, sort of arc that I didn't like was, like, Buzz Lightyear. Like, he was kind of clueless, this movie. Like, a whole bunch of times, he was just kind of acting goofy. And they definitely dumbed him down. That's not a spoiler, because he's barely in the movie. They kind of dumbed him down, and, like, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to see him interact with the characters a little bit more than what he did. Because, you know, we're used to seeing Buzz, like, in the forefront in 1 and 2. And in 3, he was kind of, he was kind of uh, used his comedic relief. But, uh, I guess this is where we are, you know. It's just, <laughs> he's just not important to the story anymore, I guess. I don't know. I kind of wanted to see him, like, you know, because him and Woody is, like, best friends. I kind of wanted to see them, like, interact a little bit more. And, like, oh, how do you feel about being with Bonnie now? Yeah, man, it's kind of... You know it's kind of different it's not as it's not what i expected you know it's not how it was with andy anymore um i kind of wanted to see that a little bit more and talk about like how far they've come um from one child to another and you know just wrapping it up kind of like what endgame did but endgame is totally different we can't compare toy story 4 to endgame they're just both ending so i think all these conclusion movies uh these epic conclusion movies are gonna be totally different since um Endgame just was so consistent and wrapped everything up perfectly. But um, now we're about to get into the spoilers. Um, right here, I'm, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna give y'all two seconds. Spoiler time. Okay. Um. So the movie starts off with Bo Peep, and no, it doesn't. It starts off. It starts off really, really strange. It doesn't feel like a Toy Story movie when it starts off. I'm gonna be honest. I'm like, hmm, this is very interesting. Like, I've never seen a Toy Story movie where it starts off with a whole bunch of action or it's like kind of climatic. Um, like these, this is very suspenseful is what I'll say. That's the word I was looking for, suspenseful. Um, um, if I say um one more time, <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, so what's that dude, RC? R I don't know what that car is. He's like the uh, he's like the RC car. Uh, he basically gets stuck in the mud, and they're trying to save him. And you see Woody um, getting down there, trying to save him. And uh, during all that, Bo Peep is being sold. So you see where Bo Peep goes. I didn't know Bo Peep was lost or wasn't in these movies. I think she wasn't i think she was in one and two but she wasn't in three and i do not remember i do not remember like just not seeing her i don't know why but i didn't think of bo peep because there's so many toys that get lost sometimes or you just don't recognize them anymore you don't see them anymore they're like they're not in the forefront so you really just don't care about them so i didn't know that um she was gone and she wasn't in these movies so they told her a story about how she was being sold molly really didn't need her anymore and uh that kind of affected woody and he just hadn't seen her in a long time and he tried to save her he didn't want her to go but bo peep was like hey man i'll be fine you know it's not about um just sticking to one kid it's about um 
where we go and making other kids happy because we're toys and that's what that's another thing throughout this whole movie like it gets emotional but it's like it's not this was kind of an emotional scene just because you're seeing everybody again and you're seeing woody do his thing and everybody interacting with each other like they usually would and it's like it's like oh they're back like after so much time because you haven't i haven't seen this movie since i was probably in what fifth grade so like you know it kind of hits different um but one thing like it doesn't get as emotional is because like toys can't cry like i know the create i know pixar probably wanted to like make um them cry through their interactions but like they know they couldn't make them cry because that um it doesn't make sense to the story so it's kind of weird just seeing them like interact with each other in these emotional moments and like nobody's crying that's what's funny um but they had to uh they had to be loyal to the story they wrote so um it talks about that and woody finds um her lamp um at a shop while <coughs> finds her lamp at a shop in an antique store goes in there um they lose forky and basically woody comes back out and they gotta go get him again this is basically the story the synopsis is woody's just trying to keep forky um in his in his sight in his possession because uh huh I need to backtrack a little bit so basically it's bonnie's first day of kindergarten she hasn't bonded um with she really doesn't have friends all her friends are toys so um i don't know if she has like a problem a mental problem or she just has like a social anxiety but uh it's kind of it's, it's kind of like uh it's kind of an emotional scene like when she's sitting in class and like she doesn't have any friends and she um she doesn't know how to interact with anybody so she just sits there and like cries like that's that's a very just sad scene i don't know like how anybody just sat there and was like yeah it's fine like it was crazy it wasn't crazy but it was like it was just just seeing that and made me feel some type of way and like all she has is these toys that are her friends and her imagination and you know she's about to go on this lifelong cycle of just seeing it dwindle away all right i'm getting too far off again once again i can't i can't stay focused um anyways so woody puts all this stuff from the trash puts it up on there puts it up on her desk and she makes forky out of that so basically this is her friend in school and uh they have a good relationship with each other the toy and the child so that makes her bond with them more and that's the most important toy and he thinks in his mind he's like i'm just trash so he's like i want to go back in the trash i don't want to be alive i do not want to uh do this i'm not a toy so basically the whole story is woody trying to teach forky how important he is and what toys are for you know they're for their children they're for bonding they're for those times and moments of need or when a kid can't sleep at night that's what they're for that's what a toy is for it. he basically has to explain that to forky and you hear bo peep she's talking to woody throughout the story about these lost toys she's like the toys we're really not lost you know we still get played with we help other toys find other kids and she's telling them about telling them this throughout the story and you see they're building on top of this relationship they already had but she's telling you it's fine being a lost toy i'm not crazy i'm not 
I'm not just ho this hopeless person. You know, they didn't make her the damsel in distress anymore. Um, she was kind of a forefront character. Like she got it done. She she was getting it done in that movie. Um, definitely MVP of the movie. Um, oh, back in the beginning. So basically, the emotional scenes. I'm gonna give them to you straight off the bat. Um, was a scene in the beginning. Bo Peep, Woody saving uh the, that car and uh saying goodbye to her and the other one where you see andy um phasing throughout his life playing with woody and then you see him giving the toys to bonnie yes you have to see that you have to see that scene again um, it's kind of a recap and then um you see and then after that scene it's not really sad or emotional but you see woody like kind of get pushed to the background because Bonnie doesn't like Woody as much as Andy like Woody so you kind of see him like he's in the background now and he's not getting played with and he hasn't been played with in so long he has like dust bunnies on him so he has to deal with that throughout this story just not being played with and not PTSD but he's kind of have like these feelings that um uh for Andy like he's so loyal to this kid even though this kid grew up and is in college now and doesn't play with toys anymore He's like, man, he's like, it's just Bonnie isn't Andy. And it's really hard for him to deal with that. And just basically throughout the story, he's finding himself. That's why like everybody else is pushing the background. Cause this, this is pretty much Woody's story. Just like how Endgame was Tony's story or the whole saga was Tony's story. This whole, this whole um, continuity of uh, movies is really Woody. Um, and it was built around him and I'm, Kinda, I'm kind of glad what they did with his character, but it was definitely a surprise. Um, so near the end, let's skip around. Uh, there's a doll. Her name is Gabby. Is it Gabby? Gabby? I almost say Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> oh my goodness. Her name is Gabby Gabby. And um, basically, uh, she has a voice box, but it doesn't work. So straight out the box, she was defective. And she wanted to get closer to this one kid. Um, and be her toy, but so she's so she wants to keep Woody there so she can get his voice box, and uh, so they're basically holding Forky for ransom um, to get this voice box. Near the end of the story, Woody gives up his voice box so they can let Forky go. Um, that's just a great arc for Woody, you know that that sacrifice that he did because he knew he wasn't getting played with for one, and then two, just to like you know just take my voice box, you know that was very iconic. Um, his voice box, his little string, all the sayings that came in there. And even Buzz is like, how do you do all this stuff? Like, why are you um, so set on these goals? And why do you do what you do? Who tells you to do this stuff? He's like, it's my inner conscience. And Buzz is like, oh, your inner conscience. And he starts playing with his buttons because he's like, yeah, it's my inner conscience telling me what to do. But it's really Woody. Um, there is no inner conscience. It isn't the voice box. So he gives that to Gabby Gabby. She wants. She, so she goes to the girl and wants to be played with the girl. The girl is like, oh, she can talk. And then she just throws it away. And that kind of breaks one of the toys' hearts. Like, that's what you see in this movie. Is a whole bunch of toys. You know, you see the good side. Like, throughout this Toy Story trilogy, you see the good side of uh, toys being played with. And... It, it's so good to be played with but you uh, but in this one it's kind of like a darker tone a little bit um you see the toys being like discarded are being left are being quote-unquote lost um you see that more in this movie 
um like uh duke kaboom his backstory is uh he was compared to a commercial and he was supposed to you know you get those toys that are like oh we can do this in a commercial but it really can't do that that's how that was and basically uh <laughs> the child literally just got rid of him that day so he was like never the same since then um rajon bro <laughs> hearing that in the movie was fried keanu reeves is for real funny he sold that performance i didn't even know it was him breathtaking as they would say <laughs> um that was lame but uh yeah we're skipping around it's real funny um key and peel is a duck duck ducky that's gonna sound so funny when y'all hear that. Is uh Ducky and Bunny. Like I thought a lot of people thought they would get annoying. Oh, that sounded really bad. I'm so sorry. I need, hold on, let me get myself together. A lot of people thought that they would sound annoying. But um because they do that uh what's that one thing? They the valet, they do they do my goodness so basically they're doing this valet parking dude skit like the skit where they're valet i'm gonna just shut the podcast off bro we're done i'm retiring after this episode bro this this is so bad um basically they're doing the valet the valet parking skit where they're just talking about a whole bunch of different stuff going back and forth like it's really good comedic timing though um, they're funny. Counter Reeves is funny. Um, the unicorn is funny. He's like, <laughs> they're trying to figure out a way to like stop the RV. And he's like, I know a plan. And they're like, no, we're not sending Bonnie's dad to jail. He was like, he should go. Oh my goodness. And it was so funny. Um, I'm not going to spoil it for you if you heard it this far, but it was a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm out of the mic. It was a joke. He was like, he's definitely going to jail now. Uh, it was, bro, that movie, that movie is actually funny. Um, For a kid's movie. You know, sometimes kid's movies be lame. And they making kid's jokes that are just lame. But they made some some nice jokes. And uh, they sprinkled some Easter eggs in there. A lot of people said they saw Boo. I don't remember that. But I think the girl looked like Boo. She had a resemblance to Boo. And uh, I saw, like, a Dinoco gas station. Um somebody in the entrance of like one of the party doors in the, in the in the pinball machine they said he was from the other movies um so you know everybody's saying it came full circle i don't really think it came as in full circle as it should have they didn't recall a lot of stuff that they had been through they was really just focusing on like andy and bonnie and that bond between a child and a toy reminiscing on that um what was i about to say and then basically just some of the story it was pretty good um i thought they were going to go on one last adventure but this one was really just chill they were all it seemed like woody was really just trying to find himself so and it was it's basically an epilogue just ending woody's arc and i'm um, near the end of the movie uh uh you see uh bo peep um there's other stuff, but I'm not about to explain it. Um, Bo Peep, basically by the end of the movie, she's a. Uh, they're like, you can come with us, and she's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine doing this. I like what I'm doing. Finding toys, helping them find people, find kids to be with, and I like that. Um, near the end of the movie, uh, Gabby Gabby's kind of lost. Uh, I, I sound weird saying that, 
but uh girl's crying and she's also lost so they're like you know what go be with her she needs you at this time this is what you're for this is what we're made for um they bond with each other and that scene is like really emotional and then uh she's like uh we're not lost anymore we have as long as we have each other or something like that i don't know uh it was it was um reenacted way better in the movie than i just did but uh anyways yeah and then she found her parents and it was it was a pretty good scene uh uh yeah uh, if you've been lost as a kid in a store for like over 10 minutes you'll probably cry during that part because you'll probably relate um that's not funny uh i used to get lost in like target all the time that's not funny or burlington bro k and g nah um anyways <laughs> um but near the end of the movie um you hear buzz he's like she'll be fine and then like woody's talking to bud no buds is talking to woody and Bo Peep is, uh, they're all having their little goodbyes. And then Buzz's Lightyear is like, yeah, she'll, she'll be fine. Bonnie will be fine. So Woody doesn't have a voice box anymore. Woody doesn't feel like, he's basically a lost toy. It's like, he's lost as a toy, but he's not a lost toy. So basically he goes with Bo Peep, you know, to be with her. Um, and the last lines between them are, uh, Buzz says to infinity and uh, Woody ends it and says and beyond uh, It's kind of anticlimactic. Uh, it, I didn't notice it until afterwards That's a kind of an emotional scene, I guess, but it was like man Like they really bonded uh, They started, you know, it's kind of a full circle as they hated each other in the beginning, but they bonded uh, After everything and they're at the point where they're ready to let each other go is uh, friends and he's like he's not lost anymore but it ends it ends right there and it's kind of a weird ending and then like they fast forward to like bonnie being in first grade and uh one thing that a woody does is he gives um his sheriff star to uh jesse because uh bonnie likes playing with jesse murder she likes playing with woody and by the end of the movie, Bonnie doesn't even, like, care that Woody is gone. It's kind of funny. Like, she doesn't even care. She didn't even notice he was gone. So, it was like, I guess. I guess. Um, It was a good movie, though. If you ask me to rate it, I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Um, I still like Toy Story 3 more. I like Toy Story 3 more as a conclusion. I think it ended at the right time. We were still kids um it was i think it was a good mix a lot of people don't like lotso lotso i believe was like toy story thanos like he was as evil as it gets i believe um and he had an amazing voice actor come on big baby they don't want you no more like it it, it. come on come on you're not gonna tell me that lotso didn't sell that performance come on now and in his last minutes he could have been saved and he was like Come on, it, bro, bro. Like Gabby Gabby was the antagonist this movie, but she sort of changed her ways, and a lot of people like that because they were tired of just like the evil toys. I guess there is some bad toys though, man. Like they're just they're just mean, or you just don't because nobody likes them. Like think about that, man. Think think of going in the Target aisle and looking at all them toys that don't get played with, man. 
they got some evil they got some evil intentions and in. you know they got some evil intentions in that box man probably all the uh mattel all the mattel toys nobody plays with them anymore <laughs> um nah uh, it's, it's an 8 out of 10 just because um i'm not gonna give it a 9 or a 10 now avengers endgame 10 10.5 out of 10 i don't care what nobody says that movie is 10.5 out of 10. That is how you end not only a series, that's how you end the whole freaking franchise. You don't even have to make another movie after that, but they are. Um, getting off to a side note, Kevin Feige says, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home wraps up the whole Infinity Saga. It's not just an extra add-on movie. It actually wraps everything up. Just kind of like Endgame did, but it's, I guess, you know they they're, they're bundling it up. They're putting the sprinkles on the icing. You know they already put the icing on the cake, but they gotta put some sprinkles on there too. That's what you like about Marvel. Um, anyways, or it's just another cash grab. Either way, we don't care. Come on, we're Marvel fans. We'll accept anything except for that trash Avengers game. <laughs> Am I right? No, no, it's not gonna be trash. Hopefully. <laughs> um, I probably think I'm going crazy in here. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. It was it was good. It was good. Was it better than Toy Story 3? No. I'm not gonna say it's better than Toy Story 3, but it was pretty decent. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was worth being made. It was worth watching. I might go see it again. Um, I'm gonna have a marathon before I see it again though. Toy Story is hands down, I think one of the best Pixar movies they've ever made. The friend uh the series. And also Pixar said this is the last sequel they're gonna be making to their like original films. So this one hits kind of different, you know? Um, they're coming out with another Pixar movie, but the originals are the best. Come on now. Um, I feel like they shouldn't have dumbed down Buzz Lightyear. I kind of wanted to see those interactions a little bit more between the characters and just wrap everything up smoothly. Um, I don't think they should have ended at three because they made so many short movies and episodes after three because three was so good. A lot of people say they didn't like three, but I think three was so good that they were able to make a four. They made some short movies and all that stuff afterwards. And they're like, you know what? People are eating this stuff up so much. Why not make another, uh, why not make another movie and end everything out? And I, I like what they did with Woody's arc. Um, you see him saving toys at the carnival, you know, they're like, oh, nobody ever wins. So we're never going to get played with. So they give them to all the kids at the end. You know, it's, it's pretty good. It's very like there's some dark undertones to some of it like it's really sad but there is like the lightheartedness of toy story that you know um it is there is the probably the most different that any toy story's ever been um it's not like the other ones and it's different but it's a good different i'm not gonna say the different makes it crazy better or it makes it 10 times better but it's just different you know it's a different take on everything and i like that um so yeah goodbye avengers goodbye toy story um we're about to say goodbye to star wars next so you know and if that's bad get the whole whatever trilogy out of here we're not watching those we're only watching one through six baby <laughs> i'm gonna get a whole bunch of just hate in the comments after that one it's okay there's no comments on a podcast <laughs> beat the system yeah Toy Story 4, go watch it. Oh, and don't forget, uh, I like Combat Carl in there. Uh, he only has like a couple scenes in there, but if you've seen Combat Carl in like the other like short films, he's like really funny. And in this one, there's three of them, 
and just watch just watch for combat carl all right guys i'm done with the spoilers you can get back into the podcast now um i'm gonna give y'all the timestamps in the description if y'all even read the description um moving on to sneak peek our shoe segment um to top it off pause um pause on the play hold on real quick hold on let me get my bearings straight all right the jordan one black gym reds are coming out um those will be releasing saturday june i don't know when saturday is bro saturday <laughs> pause a little bit saturday june 29th that's what i thought it was gonna release um retail is gonna be 160 after tax 171 and 20 cent those are us dollars um the lowest they're gonna sell for is probably resale for is probably 200 and the highest is gonna be 370 so you may be able to make about 50 to 150 dollars off these shoes i say get them and resell them as quick as possible because they're gonna dwindle in price hopefully by saturday they're still gonna have like that 50 dollar margin of profit hopefully um if you sell on stock x and you sell maybe they knock down to 300 you may be able to get 40 dollars profit but that's fine any profit is good profit you feel me um other than that there's going to be some uh stranger things and nike have recently did a collab i know they were talking about this lost sneaker truck from 1985 that they haven't recovered um it's in a parking lot and all these things is gonna happen this was uh just basically promo for the new stranger things season season three i believe is coming out july 4th and they are releasing nike apparel um sweatshirts i think sweatpants and they're releasing six different pairs of shoes um and those will be releasing on two dates i know one of the dates is july 4th and the other date I'm gonna find soon if the app would load. They're gonna be dropping on sneakers. I don't know if it's, I think it's exclusive to sneakers. Um, I really wish this would load. Why, why do you do this to me? Why? All right, we're here. Uh, Upcoming, I'm sorry if y'all hear like something that sounds like a, a high pitch like squeal. Yeah, that. I'm sorry. Um, June 27th and July 4th, they're gonna be releasing. Um, uh, they're gonna be releasing on July 4th. You know, red, white, and blue colorways. You got the Air Tailwind 79s, the Blazer Mids, and the Cortezes. Um, I think the 4th of July ones are probably gonna be the best. I just like the colors on there. I don't really like the other ones. This like this green they're also going to be releasing the same silhouettes of the shoe but they're different colors so the june 27th release is like a green sort of mango orange and white um type of deal um this is going to be dropping thursday june 27th i don't really like them they're all dropping at 10 a.m so if you want to hit that up and they're also going to be dropping some uh it's like exclusive box a hat a shirt, sweatshirts, sweatshorts. They say Hawkins Physical Ed on here. And uh, but the July 4th, man, the pair is like, we got all all red Cortezes. Uh, 
the in the apparel is blue for July 4th, June 27th. The apparel is like a forest green kind of. I don't know, like these tailwinds just look. These tailwind, these tailwinds look good. I'll, I might. I need to stop buying shoes. But these look comfortable. I'm not a huge Stranger Things fan either, so don't get it wrong. If you're a huge Stranger Things fan, I think this is dope for you. Um, it sort of fits in the universe. Hopefully, you see some pairs in season three. I haven't watched any season of Stranger Things, but uh, I think this is a pretty cool collab. Um, now, resale value right now, I can't give you any estimated value of it right now, but I'm just saying, if you like Stranger Things and you like Nike, get them. Uh, if you like either or, uh, they look really good. Some of them look really good, and I think you should get them. Um, it's like sort of like a vintage look to them, you know? So, it's a cool thing for... Uh, TV show uh, binge washers and uh, Nike sneaker heads, you know, to finally come together on something. Oh, uh, it's pretty cool. Um, now we're done with sneak peek. These segments are really good today. Um, I did my due diligence and made this thing fantastic for you guys. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, Drake dropped his uh, best in the world pack. I know he dropped it a long time ago. Uh, I think it was or Armerta. Please don't, please don't get on me um, for uh, horribly pronouncing that. I didn't lick my lips before I said it, so it probably didn't even sound. I'm not gonna lick my lips on the mic. Anyways, he dropped that, and then um, Money in the Grave. Money in the Grave isn't so hot. Um, Rick Ross's verse doesn't really sound mixed and all that. Uh, it's alright, but uh, our, our America, whatever, however you say it, bro, you know what it is. Um, that one's heat. I might play that during the summer. It's pretty good. I like the vibes of, you know, Drake's going off on his uh, tangent rapping. Um, you know, and you know, you know how Drake is. He likes his chips with the dip. You feel me? The dip. <laughs> he said, I like my chips with the dip. So bring the dip. <laughs> that man's, uh, they got it though. Uh, Y'all don't find it strange how he calls himself the sixth god and Kawhi won game six. How many albums does Drake have? I'm about to we're about to do some deep conspiracy theory here. Let's see how many albums he has. And we're not gonna count we're not gonna count um what's that one? We're not gonna count so far gone. One, two, three, four. Okay. He has six albums. I'm not gonna count freaking What a Time to Be Alive. If you're reading this, it's too late and so far gone. Those are all mixtapes, bro. He has six albums. Six albums. He comes with a six guy. Toronto, Toronto Raptors won game six. Watch out for that, man. <laughs> I'm just being goofy. Don't don't think nothing of that. Um, Recently, Lil Nas X dropped his album, and he started everything off with Panini. Uh, he dropped that single the day of, or the day before, Thursday. Panini's fire. Um, that's better than Old Town Road. At me, I don't care. Um, I like that. At first, I didn't like his album at all. I just like Panini, but through some more listens, I like Kick It. Kick It's pretty good. Um, 
once you know what he's actually saying, it kind of takes away from the song. But the production value is amazing. The production is so good. At one point, you're getting like trumpets, synths. It's, it sounds like Coldplay was like in the studio with him. It, it sounds really good. I like Kick It and then I like Closure. Um, so three songs off a seven song album and two of them are Old Town Road. Kind of eliminate your chances of like it being crazy good so like basically there's only like five songs left for you to like and like if you don't like a lot of them then you're like this whole thing is trash but only the, and they're so short the whole album is so short so it's really hard to like compare stuff to but uh i like those three songs uh if you like lil nas x go listen to it um um, I think my track of the week is probably Heat by Chris Brown um, on his upcoming album uh, featuring Gunna. I really like that song. I like the beat. Um, I like the cadence and how he was carrying his voice on there. It's just sort of a chill, mellow, good vibe type of song. You know, it's just real good to listen to passively. Um, that's just what I like. You don't have to like it. Everyone has preferences. And the double XL freshman list is looking very, very good this year. It's not, it's not horrible. Let me look it up official for you. If I could like find out how to spell freshman, haven't been one in a, a long time, but uh, don't, don't, no ad. Oh my goodness. You heard that. You heard that. Uh, the freshman class. I see some people uh, that I listen to in there. The baby, Lil Mosey. Uh, they got YB and Corday. I don't listen to him, but he's good. They got is his name You Know Osiris or YK Osiris? I don't know. Got Rico Nasty, Megan the Stallion, and the the worst rapper of them all, Blueface. Um, he's just a troll. I don't know why he's in there. He's horrible. He's just popular. They just needed somebody popular to get in there. He's trash. He's the wackest rap. No, I'm not gonna say he's the wackest rapper. He's a he's solidified um by some people, but I just don't like the style he raps. You know, if you like the style he raps, cool. If he likes the style he raps, cool. You know, he's getting money and everything, but I just do not like the offbeatness of Paul. Uh, I do not like the offbeatness of his tracks. It's just weird. It's so bad. Um, I don't know, man. I'm to each his own i really can't tell somebody what they can't like so like if you like that you like it just like how somebody can't tell me what i like but it's okay um and now um now i don't want to go into post-it notes something about a conversation um i just want to go into the closing thoughts and uh hear something pretty big happened in a lot of people's lives recently um so basically other day i was just coming home from work and i was just on the internet and i uh i found some stuff that like i heard etika was missing i didn't know he was missing um he was missing after uh like he posted one of uh very uh hinting towards uh doing harming himself he released that video and apparently deleted it afterwards so he was missing 
and I heard basically at this time that they had found like his Nintendo Switch and a couple of the items that he owned and they found a body but they didn't know if it was related to him so I was like okay I was like do they think he like hurt somebody and like threw them into a river or something like because I know he had mental problems in the past um and I know he's like they had forced him to go to the hospital and um all that stuff and he did like a lot of crazy stuff on stream and was trolling really heavy and uh, deleted one of his accounts like I know that he's been a troll in the past and like all this was going on but uh this was pretty serious and uh they they found they found out that the that it was him that uh that uh, he I I think I'm not going to like speculate but I, I think he jumped off the Manhattan bridge and like but they found his body in the river and all that stuff near it. So I don't know what happened, but yeah, he passed away um, the other day. Like not too soon after they identified him and it was like, yeah, it was Etika. And a whole bunch of people are saying uh, rest in peace and giving out their out uh, their outpour of uh, support for the family. Um, condolences to all the parties that knew him and other things. Um, don't go attacking people if there was like, yeah, I knew him or like streamers and stuff that knew him. Cause I know I was watching an, um, video on Pokimane and she was talking about how she felt about the situation and how she, how she knew him. And people were literally trying to tell her, nah, you don't know him or just turn off the game. There's like, why are you playing a game while you're talking about this? Like she's streaming. You just want to sit there and watch somebody stream nothing. Like, she's a streamer. She She's on Twitch. She's solidified through Twitch. She's going to play games while she's talking about it. And games or whatever, whatever you do to help you get your mind off something bad is uh, your prerogative, what you want to do. Um, that's one nasty thing about the internet that is just, it just boggles my mind. Why? How can you tell somebody what to do or how can you tell somebody how to deal with something? I don't think you should ever do that and you don't have the right to do that. Whether you're online or in person, you shouldn't have a right to tell somebody how to deal with something. Um, what? Who are you? Like, that's what I feel. Um, but uh, it's this is a very um, I'm not gonna say it's a very 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 serious thing. Um, it is serious uh, that he took it to that place. I know he was a uh, mentally ill, dealt with depression, um, all that stuff. And then he has to go on the internet and stream and act, uh, probably act out. Um, and I, I just think since he was a troll and since he was a funny person and did so much, um, like just crazy stuff, um, for like views, I think a lot of people didn't take him seriously, but, but that's how it is when you're a troll or like you're a comedian, it's very hard for people to take you serious or um you just to be like you know what guys i'm going through this thing like when you're a comedian or you make people laugh it's kind of hard to be like you know what i have a problem i'm going through this right now i need you guys to be supportive they're like no no shut up and make us laugh like that's just how people are because you entertain them so much and they think they own you that you feel like you have to cater to these people when really you don't just do you man that's the best advice i can give you you know if you are a funny person like don't let people take advantage of that and be like um yeah man just make us laugh like 
I know you're smart and you can do a whole bunch of other stuff. You're smart. You're uh, caring, supportive. Uh, you have all these qualities about you, but just make me laugh. Like, I feel like that's how some people are when you are funny. Like, no, 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 no. Just tell a joke. We don't, we don't want to hear all that extra stuff. We don't want to hear how you want to change the world or how you want to better yourself. Just make us laugh. And I feel like it's that sort of behavior that uh, drives people crazy to begin with. Um, just catering to an audience on YouTube or Twitch, doing all that and social media. Um, it's really just a, it's just a dirty tool that we have at our disposal that we don't know how to use at all. We're all using it the wrong way, to be honest with you. Um, and it's just a sad story because being mentally ill and being on the Internet is just it's i know it's tough it's it can't be easy to deal with for one because nobody knows like it's all an imaginary world nobody knows what you're really going through nobody knows that you're just portraying or just acting they think oh he's just doing this he's just doing this for views he's just doing it for views and they deep down they don't know this like an outcry or you're just asking to get help and i think i don't know i don't know how his community is but I just know how he was and like the jokes he told and all that stuff. I'm not saying he was a perfect person, but to see somebody take it to that death is uh it's pretty it's pretty far. And like even in that video that he filmed right before he was talking about it, he was kind of like laughing it off and stuff. And then I think they said he had like bipolar disorder. But if you are going through anything or you have any type of mental illness, um just seek help um talk to a counselor talk to if you don't want to talk to your parents about it and feel like they'll be feel like you don't want to be ashamed or embarrassed talk to a close mature friend that you trust because some of them i know um it's hard it's real hard um i'm not gonna play the race card but i know it's hard as a black male to uh come out and tell certain people that you are depressed or you're depressant or you have some type of mental illness because um, I don't know what it is in the black community, but it's just like anything, if you're anything than somebody that just works hard and takes care of their family, it's you're kind of considered weak. If you're not like, I don't know what it is, man, but it's like, no, I don't cry. I don't cry, I'm a man. I'm not depressed, I can't be depressed. It's like, it's just these things like, bro, just take care of you. You can't worry about what everybody else thinks about you. Everybody, like, come on. We're all black. Like, you, <laughs> whatever people think about you is whatever people think about you, man. Like, it's just been this way. Like, I feel like we've been uh, just trained down this 400-year line just to not think. Like, or not be in tune with our emotions like we're just in tune with everything just physically so like we'll try and take care of ourselves physically but we don't really worry about the men the mentality of everything and that probably all goes back to those times where black people were just used for their physical abilities and sold and all that but i'm not gonna get into that because that's not what it's about but i'm just saying you know I think that's where it stems from that and all the world wars that many generations have been in. This isn't even just a black thing. It's like just an American thing. Like we've lost sort of that emotion, that compassion. Um, we've lost that uh, due to gener these generations raising these kids. 
and just not having like a heart towards them and then you all that is just spewed on the internet like i see people making fun of his death and uh that we all know that's not right but people still do it just to get views get laughs or just have dark humor because they don't know how to deal with their lives so um best thing i can say man is just talk to somebody i know it's uh i know it's hard not even not even just as a black male but as a male to be like hey man i'm depressed how do you think i should do this or how do you think i should get help or who should i talk to because like your friends could be like bro he's really depressed or um you know they can sort of make fun of you or aim jokes at you and you feel like that you're a target or you are ashamed to be depressed like on top of you already being depressed i know that would just feel even more horrible and best thing i can say is just talk to somebody talk to somebody seek therapy um if it gets too bad um get on some medication i know tons i know a lot of people i've interacted with um sad to say a lot of them are either diagnosed with a bipolar anxiety or depression so i know what it's like to uh be around those people and uh sort of feel those emotions sometimes um it's you know it's tough to get through but uh it's um 19 20 21 23 24 even 25 man don't let it be your last chapter uh life goes on um don't don't end it too soon don't go down that dark path because uh you don't know what's gonna happen the next day you really don't we all have bad days sometimes they go better sometimes they get worse than expected and we reach a new low but uh just seek some help just talk to somebody man i know it's hard in this society in this environment where everybody wants to be funny everybody wants to tell dark jokes everybody just wants to be hateful and mean but like only you can operate your life can't nobody else tell you how to operate your life whether that's on the internet whether sometimes it's people in your family or just horrible friends around you just find somebody that supports whatever you're going through and wants to see the best the best um version of you um but yeah it's i i know i know it's hard to talk talk to people about like you being depressed but those conversations with the right person uh can mean a lot to you um and just be around more people that are supportive and people that care about you for who you are not just oh because you're funny or oh because you look good um those type of shallow things will it's not going to get a lot of things anywhere but yeah it's it's very hard um we see a lot of times like a whole bunch of people committing suicide and doing all these bad things um and nobody really ever like in the black community it's kind of hard because like these things aren't really as offered to us as other races or other privileges are like we don't have access to like these mental clinics are it's not really brought up in discussions or talked about as much as uh, a traffic stop situation or what to do if like you're around police or other things that uh black families would talk about so it, i know it's just hard to like talk about and get a handle on um coming from where you're from you know especially if you like just from the inner city period um people 
you know you had that fear of people clowning you people talking about you because of your illness but it's the same way as any other disease or illness you can't help it it's not your fault so you shouldn't really blame yourself for it um and if you embrace it by any means embrace it uh preface it be like uh i feel this type of way so if i say anything that uh may sound wild or crazy or um i may sound some type of way just you know just know that this is why um just only do that to the people that you're close to though but I, it's just hard because sometimes you you see this case in a lot of times like they a lot of black people do not have any help um and they feel like this is the only way or just kids our age period whether you're white latino or black um that's just one thing in our generation is we feel like there is like sometimes we feel there is no hope but we're so young that we don't see the light to the other side sometimes and we see everybody dying around us like a lot of people young and it seems that they're getting younger either by just guns suicide or just crazy things happening so you know and then with the internet you're just desensitized to all that and it's a really big thing it's a really big thing um just just be careful because the internet will show you the value of a life which is basically nothing um, it's basically just a deleted account um, if you're on the internet, but it's so much more. Families are affected, friends are affected, and sometimes the culture is just affected by some of the things that some people's deaths. So it's a very serious thing. Uh, don't take what you have for granted ever. Um, and if you're going through anything because of the situation, and I suggest you just talk to somebody um just talk about it uh talk about how you feel i think that's what the internet really needs right now is people being honest to themselves and to each other about a lot of things we're worried about so much stupid stuff on the internet that we can't get like these real situations these real problems we can't figure out these real problems that are going on um so yeah um condolences to everybody uh that feels some type of way or they looked up to him or that watch his videos, I can just say that, you know, being who you are is essential to everything. Um, don't try to be whatever you want to be on the internet. Don't try and cater to everyone else because in the end, it won't matter. However many followers you have, it won't matter. However many people liked you, it really won't matter because right after you're gone, they're just going to say whatever. They can... Like the words they say can last forever, but like what you did really can't last forever. But uh, I'm not saying that comparing it to Etika and what happened with him. I'm just saying in general, um, whatever you do, make it last, make it great. But uh, don't don't take it away too early. Um, and it's just sad that like people looked up to him and like that was the way, that was the only way he saw out. Just like how a lot of the people were fascinated with X and people were uh, doing the same thing to themselves because X was gone. Um, just, just know, man, that your life has so much value. Um, you cannot, you cannot get that back. That's one thing you can't get back. That in time, you can't get either one of those back. Um, so just know how much it's worth. I know the internet takes away and desensitizes us to life and death and 
how we see both of them. But uh, just know that it is the most valuable thing uh, to you right now. Uh, so don't do anything to harm yourself. Don't do anything that will put you in danger um, to lose your life. Don't put yourself in situations like that. Um, we need we need everybody. and uh, We need everybody to be better human beings and be more compassionate towards each other and understanding. So we can figure some more stuff out. You know, figure this mental illness thing out. Because I feel like this, this thing is getting bigger and bigger. This thing is going to be... I feel like the new diabetes, the new cancer, like this mental illness thing is really taking a toll on people and they're finding out more and more that a lot of people are unhappy and they don't know where to connect it to. And I'm really curious to where they uh, find it being connected to, Um, especially um, in the black community, the white, you know, white community, gaming communities, um, social media influencer communities i want to see how all of this stuff is like intertwining with each other that's just the type of person i am uh, just like how they found out they find out certain um what do you call it certain just certain similarities between diseases and the people um, I, I just want to see how it plays out and mental illness on online everybody can say they're depressed or everybody can say they're feeling in this type of way or like oh this scene um or they're like oh this scene from this movie or oh this scene from a game is giving me anxiety and all these different things um we just throw like these words that are mean uh, so much to people and uh that they're uh diagnosed with we just throw it around like oh i'm depressed because of this situation or this is giving me anxiety or i'm about to have a panic attack because i have to uh publicly speak like these things are uh, taken out of context a lot of times and we're real desensitized to like the word depression. Everybody thinks they're depressed online when they're really not. They can go on, carry out their day and be fine and happy the rest of their day. Um, while people who are truly depressed have to hear this every day and they have to live the rest of their lives like this, maybe with or without medication. So, you know, just just think about that before you say certain stuff or put negativity out online. Um, just think about everything you post because in the end like it'll come back to get you in the end anyway that's just how the internet is so definitely take precautions and also just be careful what you subscribe to you know because sometimes if all you do is subscribe to sad stuff all you do is listen to sad music then it'll plant this placebo effect that i am a depressant i am depressed i'm sad all the time um but you're really not you're just around this stuff a lot of the time when you shouldn't be um but that's how the internet is um they just want you to watch stuff that you've that you've seen or that's like what you've seen to make you think um that you live in this world that is so bad if you watch a whole bunch of crazy stuff or so good if all you do is watch things that are good like puppy videos and uh babies eating cupcakes like if you watch that stuff then you'll think like the world is perfect but uh it's the internet's just fake hopefully i can do a podcast about like the effects of the internet and everything that's going on um i really wish i could almost want to write kind of like write a report on it and talk to you guys about it but mental illness is real it was mental awareness month was that two months ago last month i believe maybe two i don't know i really don't know 
but uh just be safe everybody be safe uh and talk to your loved ones and if you know a friend or family member or anybody uh just let them know that they're loved and that uh you you would like to see them for another day at least tell them that uh that's one thing i think you should just let everybody know is that nothing is worth that nothing is worth your life uh and just get that get that message spread through all the rabbit holes and all the tunnels of the internet um just let people know how much they're worth because sometimes they don't know until you tell them um they sometimes we're just in the motions and we just do what we do but uh i'm gonna end this tangent hopefully i can get this episode out to you guys um by a good decent time um it was great talking to y'all uh i'm gonna go have some fun on vacation you know episode 10 it was great i love y'all and naze is out don't forget to subscribe to us on the anchor.fm website and show support be sure to do this on the web browsers this feature isn't included on the app find us at anchor.fm slash impressional minds we'd really appreciate that and any other donations for the content we're putting out we're currently on anchor itunes spotify and more apps for mobile listening under impressional minds stay tuned and stay posted for another episode Thank you.